its part and let him reign in my life and my heart in love is done its part welcome to healing hidden wounds with lee and shay preston directors of shadow of his wings ministry we pray those who feel forgotten by christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of jesus can come to find his hope his grace his healing and ultimately his love let's listen in as lee and shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions good evening Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, once again, this is Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, and I'm Lee, and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Howdy, Shay. Good evening. We're just glad to be here tonight, and we appreciate uh, you listening in. We are excited about uh, just the great things God has going on, and we are also thankful for Thanksgiving. And I know last week we talked about gratitude and being thankful, and we had thought about carrying that over this week, but we've had some new things come on our heart this uh, for tonight's show, and so we are uh, interested and excited to kind of to begin talking about hurting wives. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it before, but we had a a great weekend retreat for wives. It's called Journey to Joy. And it is a retreat for, for ladies who have had particular issues with their husbands struggling with pornography or some sort of sexual brokenness. And certainly sexual brokenness or pornography is a hard topic to talk about, but we do want to try to offer uh, honest answers to life's tough questions. And so we just uh, we just had our hearts filled with such a great weekend. And the wives that came were just, uh, it was just wonderful to see how God worked in their lives. It's always great to see the change from the day they get there till the day they leave. Amen. It was kind of an interesting journey, and that's why it's called the Journey to Joy, because we, uh, you could almost see how, uh, as the wives entered on Friday, they were just carrying a lot of burden and a lot of just, fear and some shame and hurt and i don't know if you all remember but on friday the the weather was even dark and gray and it was interesting this morning as everyone got up and uh, we we wrapped up the retreat it was wonderful to see the sun out and it was so incredible as even the ladies began to see that you know jesus's love and his his hope is like a ray of sunshine coming up over the uh, over the mountain and so even in our darkest times, even in our grayest times, um, God has a wonderful hope for us. And and that's a beautiful thing. Amen. So we're excited. We're going to talk a little bit about just the journey to joy itself and, and wives and some of the struggle. And maybe you're a, a listener and, and you have lived in a marriage where your husband has struggled with pornography. Uh, we're primarily going to talk about pornography tonight, but of course it doesn't have to just be pornography. It can also be compulsive sexual behaviors like masturbation or, or other things that, uh, infidelities. And, uh, so it's an, it's a, it's a journey to help wives understand. And so if you're listening and you've struggled with, with a husband who hasn't changed yet or who has found himself caught in a habitual sin pattern, uh, just know there's hope out there, and God did come to set the captive free. And so we're talking about it tonight because it was a just a beautiful journey. I know you're probably wondering what what is so beautiful about this journey, but it was it was wonderful to see how the wives were able to share and how they were able to walk alongside one another as we began to walk down this journey to joy. So oftentimes, I think some wives suffer in silence because they are afraid to talk about such issues. And sometimes our, our churches have made it sometimes difficult to talk about these issues because it's, it's a hard topic. And so if I say something to someone, what am I going to hear back? That, oh my gosh, my husband's a sinner, or what have you done to cause this? Or perhaps you need to do something, you need to pray harder. So that your husband won't have these issues. Uh, and it was just an amazing opportunity to see wives sit and talk about it openly and to share their hurts and to share their pain and to allow one another to just absolutely be heard. 
and that's an that's amazing in and of itself. Well, and I want to just just let folks know our our number that they can call if they have any questions or just want to talk about uh, the topic is two one zero three four zero nine five eight five, or you can call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. And you're welcome to visit online at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com in case you uh, want to get more information. Uh, we have another Journey to Joy retreat coming up in February. And if you have this particular issue in your life, we'd love to try and help. And that's the uh, that's the motivation behind talking today is to allow people to be heard and allow their hurts to be known. Well, and I just want to kind of throw this out here is that this isn't really something that is just just a guy issue. There, you know, we've worked with teens, we've worked with women, um, sexuality and out-of-control sexuality is just pretty prevalent right now. And so um, if there's questions, you know, relating to teens or to to women, we're open to any kind of questions or topics. Because you really need to understand, and as Shay's saying, it's everywhere, how just severe pornography is. Uh, even on primetime television and on day in and day out, some of the shows that our kids watch, just the idea of sexuality and it being okay to know what masturbation is or it's okay to masturbate or it's okay to look at porn is just prevalent in our world today. And certainly we're not coming from a perspective of saying, shame on you, you shouldn't do that. What we're saying is is that God has something better for you. He has a plan and it doesn't include this kind of broken sexuality. Right. And if you think about it, and just to kind of give a little background on on specifically pornography and maybe masturbation, which is is most prevalent, is you know once a little boy finds or a little girl for that matter finds pornography, it changes them, it changes their heart, and it opens a door that was never meant to be open. There was a time in my own life as I was getting free from pornography that God helped me see a vision of what our sexuality is meant to be. And it's this beautiful crystal box that's filled with this bright light, but it also has a padlock on it. And that box is not meant to be opened until we get into the bonds of marriage, because within marriage, our sexuality can flow freely within its banks, and it's a beautiful thing. But when somebody smashes open that box, either by sexual abuse or exposure to pornography or to exposure to some sort of broken sexuality, then that box is broken open and sexuality pours over everything and it becomes out of control. And unfortunately, at that point, our sexuality begins to be used for things other than its intention. God never intended us to use our sexuality to ease our stress or to manage our hurt or to uh, let go of our own control, to, to have some freedom of, uh, from our own control issues. But what happens to sexuality then is it becomes something of a coping mechanism, and sexuality was never meant to be a coping mechanism. So... I was just going to ask you about the journey to joy. Why can you kind of explain why we have the journey to joy? Sure. Uh the journey to joy came from a kind of an outpouring of the work we did, right, with wives and husbands and and counseling and couples counseling where the husband would begin to get help and he would begin to see his own porn use and how habitual it had become. And I just offer to people listening right now, you know, pornography is something that can uh, be removed from your life, but it's also very hurtful when it's there. And so what we were beginning to see is that husbands would begin to find that, that, that freedom that they were looking for. But a wife was still wounded. She was still sitting off in the background 
broken and afraid and and compared. She had experienced a lot of comparison to uh, the images of porn, and so her identity was wounded, her image was wounded. Uh, oftentimes her intuition is wounded. You know, it's uh, going to a husband and saying, I think something's wrong. I keep thinking that you're doing something that you might not should do or that I keep thinking that there's something going on with your use of the computer. And, of course, his first response is, no, I've not done anything. No, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm okay. And so she begins to doubt herself. And so all these broken places in this wife, on top of her own brokenness, because we all come to marriage with some brokenness from our past, it began to open up a, an, an awareness that these women needed healing as well. They needed to be able to have a place to be able to say, you know what, my husband looks at porn. My husband masturbates. My husband's been unfaithful. And not feel condemnation or not feel like somehow they weren't good Christians because it happened to them. And so that's where it kind of came from. Is And you, actually, if you remember, came up with the, the title, Journey sure. to Joy. Yeah. And I think we were a little concerned at first, like, what are people going to think about Journey to Joy? How does this have any joy whatsoever in it? And it was incredible. I'll never forget what she said, is that it's a journey. It's not It's not joy immediately. It's a journey right. to joy. Right. And that's what we hope for wives, is we want them to begin to see that they've been hurt, They've been wounded. They've had to walk through this. They've got the battle scars of having to fend it off. And now it's time to start a journey back to joy again. Right. And so real quick, I'm just going to say, if you have a question or if you have a comment, uh, you're welcome to call in. Our number is 210-340-9585. Or you can call toll-free at 877-630-630. Five seven five seven. We'd be happy to hear from you, and, and if you'd like to share your story or share your own uh, journey, uh, we'd be glad to hear it. Well, and I was um, I was sitting here thinking when you were talking about the husband that goes and he gets help, and and you know he's getting his his whatever is causing this for him to get into this. He's getting that all worked out. He's starting on a program. He's got people to talk to. But what about, like one thing I've noticed recently is there's a lot of wives that are coming and saying, you know, my husband doesn't even think he has a problem. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't think he has a problem or he wants to get out of the marriage. Um you know, what would you say about somebody that's in a situation like that? I mean, to me, it's this, this whole thing is about healing. And to me, it's important that you get the healing that you need because irregardless, your heart has been hurt. Absolutely. And, and I'd like to offer some, some hope maybe for both the husband and the wife in that. Certainly for the wife, whether your husband has determined it's a problem or not, you need some hope. You need some healing. You know, it hurts to um, to walk down the hallway and see that blue flicker under the door of the computer screen and wonder what is he doing in there. You know, of, of longing to have uh, him next to you and just going to bed together and enjoying just some conversation. It doesn't always have to be sexual intimacy. It can be just a night of just being close to one another. But him saying, I'll, I'm staying up late, you know, and so that's a rejection to that wife. She feels like, okay, he's choosing porn over me again. And so whether he sees it as a problem or not, whether he says, you know what, men are men. We all like to look at porn. That's just the way it is. Whether he acknowledges it or not, or whether he says, you know what, I'm not even sure I want to be in this marriage anymore. There's a great place for a wife when she can go and walk through that healing place. It's it's necessary for her to allow her heart to be opened up and allow some of that junk to pour out. All those years or those months, however long it's been going on, 
of rejection and of wondering and of trying to just say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to say anything because he usually just gets mad when I say something. All those years of stuffing it, swallowing it down, it's really a, a wonderful place when you can come and feel free and safe to share and say, I'm hurting, I've walked through this path, and it just opens a woman's heart. It just seems to allow her to express what she's been feeling all along. And that's why it's so important, whether he sees it or not, for her to be able to open that door and to share. Because it really isn't something, at least most of the time, it really isn't something that you can go up to your friend at church and say, hey, my husband has a porn problem, he masturbates a lot, and I don't know what to do about it. Because usually that feels very unsafe because we're not sure how is that person going to respond? What is she going to think of me? What is she going to think of my husband? And so it's really great to share in front of somebody who's safe. Well, and I think that even from just talking to wives and, you know, when they do, they do go and share with their friends or, or people from church, uh, they get varying different you know, kinds of responses and answers, and it almost causes them to question, what should I really do? I mean, they're already at a place of not knowing what to do. But I think, you know, sometimes, you know, it's the factor that's missing in this is that the wife or the spouse still loves their spouse. Absolutely. They still have a love, and so when the response is, you know, well, you should just leave him or you should just, you know, why are you even staying with him? Are you crazy? I mean, you know, that really bumps up against that place in their heart that says, but I still love this man. And am I crazy I, because I still love him? Yes. And and so does that make me crazy? And so then it almost makes it to where it becomes not safe to share with people because that conflict comes in there and and. It's not always necessarily great to hear you should just leave him, you know. Sometimes it's looking at, you know, what is the hurt there? And that's kind of what we do at the Journey to Joy. We look at what is the hurt? What is that really bumping up against? Because if it's, if it's somehow, if your husband and his actions are defining who you are and who, who, who God, you know, who you are, and and it's not really lining up with God, what with who God says you are. Then that's where the conflict is, and so, you know, you really have to seek for what is the true defining of yourself. Absolutely, and I and I love the way you present to wives on their bro- your her their husband's brokenness is not who they are. But yet sometimes this brokenness can affect their worth. And it may also bring up their own past that affects their worth. And so before you know it, they're thinking, there's something wrong with me. There's something bad about me. He doesn't love me. I'm not lovable. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And so it is a wonderful thing to be able to help a wife see, regardless of what your husband does, Mm -hmm. your worth doesn't have to be affected by it. Right, because if you if you don't look at that at that stage, then you're going to continue carrying that with you. You're going to continue looking at other people to define your worth. You know, well, if they end up, you know, going with somebody else or if they end up looking at somebody else or, you know, those kinds of things, somehow I'm less than. And that's not truth. Absolutely. You know, that's not based on the truth of God. Absolutely. And that's what we really want to try to do is help people hear truth. And the truth is not only is your worth not based upon what your husband's actions are, but also sometimes it's okay to say, I do still love him and I want to walk through this with him and I'm not ready to leave even though he continues to do this. Right. Because I always think that's an amazing courage that it takes for a wife to say, you know what, I'm going to love him through this rather than just, well, I have every right now biblically to leave him because he's been sexually unfaithful, whether that's by looking at porn or whether that's by physically being unfaithful. A lot of times people say immediately, well, you have every grounds to be out of this marriage. You just need to leave it. But 
But I think it's interesting how Moses put, uh, how it's written that Moses gave certificates of divorce because their hearts were hardened. And so if a husband's heart is not hardened to the point where he refuses to at least try and get help, then sometimes it's God's best that a wife stick around and walk through it with him. And yet that's why she sometimes needs healing, because she needs some help to get to a place of being able to continue to see hope here when it almost looks like there's not any. Right. And could you talk a little bit to, I mean, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about how we talk with wives about them carrying their their husband's shame. What is it to carry somebody else's shame? Well, I think even as we're talking about it, I can only imagine that there are some people who are like, oh, my gosh, they're talking about porn on the radio. And this is on Christian radio, no less. They're not supposed Mm -hmm. to talk about porn, and they're not supposed to talk about masturbation, and they're not supposed to talk about infidelity because those are secret things. But I really, (laughs) we are definitely um, interested in trying to break some of that, that, that rigidity with regards to what we can and can't talk about because there's brokenness here and there's hurt here. And so it's best to bring it out into the light. Jesus loves it when we bring brokenness and sin out into the light because that's when it can start to get healing. And so even talking about it can sometimes feel shameful. So to walk through this process, to, to have a wife who may be sitting out there right this moment, to say, what would happen if I went to my best friend and said, my husband looks at porn? Well, several things come up. Her own image is affected by it. So perhaps she feels a bit of shame because she doesn't even like to think that he does these things. Maybe it feels shameful to her. And maybe it feels shameful for her to know that he compares her to these porn images. It's not like my husband struggles with overeating. This is a sexual thing. This is something that we don't talk about. And unfortunately, many times we've heard other wives say things to to wives who are hurting in this area. We've heard wives who don't seem to have this issue say things like, well, at least I know how to keep my man. Or at least I know how to make my man happy. And so that in itself has has caused some of the broken places of shame because that wife begins to feel like there is something wrong with me. Plus, I think it's okay to acknowledge that what what people do when they look at porn and, and do sexually compulsive behaviors is a shameful thing. It is shameful to take our sexuality into our own hands and do things that were broken and not meant by God. That looking at pornography is is a shameful thing. I know our world doesn't like to say that. I know our world, this living in this world, our culture likes to say, well, it's normal, it's natural, it's okay to look at porn. But it really is a shameful thing. It is It is not good to look upon someone else's nakedness and use it in that way. In a lustful way. Absolutely, in a lustful way, to use it in a broken way. It causes shame. It's like I remember the first time I saw porn at around nine years old. I could feel like it was shameful, like there's something not right here. I, mm-hmm. I see the not rightness. And so that shame, I think, is is not the person. You know, the man looking at porn right now, he he is not a shameful person. But the act of looking at porn, of using porn, of doing sexually uh, broken things is shameful. And so a wife walks around carrying that knowledge of what her husband does in secret, which well, can feel shameful. But I think I think also the the shame and carrying the shame is almost as if if another person knows that my spouse is and I'm gonna say spouse because I've I've talked with a lot of women that are also, you know, addicted to pornography. Absolutely. And or addicted to to chatting with with and having emotional relationships with uh, other men. Sure. And so I, that's why I'm just choosing to say spouse. But uh, I think part of the carrying the shame is this: is if you say that your spouse is doing something like this, this also somehow 
reflects on you or they feel like it reflects on them as a person and maybe they weren't good enough or they haven't been good enough to to satisfy their spouse. Absolutely. And that feeling less than makes them feel the shame that maybe there is something wrong with me. Uh, I want to offer again that we are a call-in show, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to get your your input. Uh, you're welcome to call us at 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. Okay. Pernod- we're Healing Hidden Wounds, and we're from Shadow of His Wings Ministry. That's right, and we will return in a moment. Love has done its part I let him reign in my life and my heart Love has done its part I let him reign in my life and my heart Love has done its part I let him reign in my life and my heart Love has done its part let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Your love is done its part. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know your Well, welcome back. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're glad you're here. Uh, that The song Blessings is a song that we use uh, just about every journey to joy, because sometimes, sometimes it is, it is through tears and sometimes through pain that God's most important blessings are seen. And so you may be listening out there tonight and wondering, what do I do about this issue? Uh, what do I do about it, whether I'm the one struggling with it or I'm a wife listening or a spouse listening? I want you to know that we're here and that we're here to talk about it. Uh, we're not afraid to talk about it. Our numbers are 210-340-9585. Or you can call 877-630-5757. The great thing about freedom is that sometimes you have to bring the darkness into the light to be able to talk, to be able to find freedom. And the, the unfortunate part of the more shameful sins is that they are usually stuck in the dark places. It's I'm afraid to bring it out. I'm afraid what people will think of me if I either tell someone that my spouse has had this issue or if I tell someone that I've had this issue. It scares me because I'm afraid to do that. And the great thing is I just want to offer to anyone listening right now, there is no shame in acknowledging that I am broken and I don't know what to do or my spouse is and I don't know how to help. But I want freedom. And once you can acknowledge that, I believe the angels of the gates of heaven are opened and and God sends help because it's an amazing journey to begin to find freedom from the things that we're bound up in. I think we have a call. We have Mike calling in. Okay. Hi, Mike. This is Lee. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Mike. I um. I just wanted to say that I know that as I over the past few years became separated from God. I know I I deteriorated my, my actions and I know I, I did things that were against my beliefs and my morals and I thank God for putting a wonderful woman in my life who helped me to to come to terms with this and, and I'm in, a, in an excellent men's group uh, with support of uh, of her and and with God's grace I know I'm gonna I'm gonna work through this and get this resolved. Amen. So I just encourage everyone, all the men and the women too, to please, you know, be loving and patient with your man and and uh, he can do it. 
Amen. I'm so I'm so glad that you uh, that you're voicing that, Mike. You know what I also hear in my heart is that God sees you as worthy of getting the help you need to get free because He doesn't look at you as a kid He's shaking His finger at in shame. He sees a son that He He calls into His lap and says, "Come up here, and we're going to help you because we're going to set you free." And I'm just grateful that you're finding that freedom. Me too. Thank you for your program. I just happened to turn the radio and heard it. And uh, this is excellent. I'm so glad y'all y'all have that to offer. Well, I just want you to know also, Mike, that just you calling in, uh, I just wanted to offer that that could be an encouragement to another wife somewhere. Because, like he said, we had a journey to joy this past weekend, and sometimes it's hard for wives to even see that there's hope that um, their husbands will get to a place where they can say that they even have a problem. And so every time they hear a, a man stepping up and saying, hey, God has shown me this and he's brought me to a place, it's just encouraging. So I just thank you for that. And, and it also encourages other men as well. All right. Well, thank you. Have a good night. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks for calling in. You know, I'm going to, I don't know if Mike might still be listening, but it just comes to my mind that I'd like to pray for Mike and his wife. Uh, and Father, I'm just going to lift them up to you because I, I'm just grateful that you have placed it in people's hearts. You've placed it in, in Mike's heart to share not only his struggle, but that you are the victor. And I just praise you for a wife like his who's able to see that this is not a Mike issue. This is a brokenness issue. This is a spiritual issue. This is a, a, a son of the king who has gotten off track and wants freedom and has found a beginning to the road to freedom. And I thank you that they appear to be in this together, that they are on a one team fighting against the, the realm of darkness that brings pornography and, and sexual brokenness into a person's life. And I thank you so much, Father, for encouraging them, for strengthening their marriage and, and mending their hearts. And I also thank you for meshing their hearts together, for intertwining their hearts, because Mike is a worthy man, and he's found a wife who also sees him worthy for the battle and for the fight, because pornography is in this world, Father, and you did not allow it. But I mean, you did not bring it, but it's been allowed, but you also offer freedom, and I thank you for his words of freedom. And I pray they fall on good ears out there. I pray they fall on ears that are listening, that there are there is freedom from this broken place. And I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So that is just a joy to hear that. That is a wonderful, uh, wonderful example of what God can really do. And I just, I pray, I really do hope that wives and husbands are listening. Whomever struggles and whoever is the partner of the one who's struggling can hear that, you know, there is hope for this. There's absolute hope. You know, even if you've been the spouse who keeps looking at the situation and saying in your own quiet place of your heart, I'm never going to get free from this. I don't know how. I had a husband tell me one time, I'm, this is just who I am. It's in me and I'm just, it's just the way I am. And I think it's amazing when a, when a person can begin to realize it's not who I am. And there's a freedom here that God will offer if you begin to say, Hmm, maybe it's not who I am. Right. So so what would you say is the biggest obstacle that a spouse faces when they are just wanting to get healing and find some hope in their marriage and in their situation? Oh, my goodness. I think there's a laundry list of things. But <laughs> I, I think just to start off, I would probably say some of the biggest obstacles are the defensiveness of the person who struggles, you know, am I really right in trying to figure out what to do with this? So maybe I just shouldn't say anything. Maybe I should just not try to get healing for this. I think that keeps a spouse sometimes in the place of we just won't get help. Uh, I won't go get help because, you know, it, he makes me feel or she makes me feel like I'm wrong for feeling this way. Mm. And so I just decide not to do anything about it because maybe I am wrong or he says or she says, 
you know, um, don't tell anybody what I do because I, I would be too embarrassed. So you can't go talk to somebody. That's that shame again. Huh? Yes. I mean, it's that it's keeping it in the dark. I remember in my own brokenness with pornography is that when you keep it in the dark, fungus is the only thing that grows in the dark. But when the light shines in, that all can disappear. But we're so afraid of sharing it. And even I think a spouse is sometimes afraid. Who do I share this with? Sometimes I think they're afraid of what's going to be said. Like we talked about earlier, if I go see a counselor that tells me, you know, there's no hope here, you should leave. Or perhaps it's a, a spouse who's saying, I think I want to leave. And, and they're afraid a counselor is going to tell them, you know what, you need to stay. You know, it's it's a great just fear of the unknown. And what do I do with this thing? And I think especially, and I would just offer this for wives, I think wives sometimes have a difficulty putting themselves in a place of of finding help because they think they've got to stay and keep helping at home. It's We've seen with wives that a husband is more apt to, to go to, to find healing because his wife says, you need to do this because we need help. But when someone turns to the wife and says, you need to do this because you need help, there's a whole list of excuses as to why, oh, I can't do that. I've got to stay with the kids. I can't do that because it's not me. I shouldn't be the one looking for help. He needs the help. I need to be here for him or I need to do this for him. And so sometimes wives back out thinking that they aren't the ones that really need help. That's okay. I'll get by. And it's very important to say, you know what, I can't get by. I need to look at this because I don't want my wounding now because of this to affect my husband. Well, and one thing that I've seen is just discouragement. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't even say how many wives I've talked to that I've asked them what is their biggest fear in, in seeking help? You know, what is their biggest fear in their journey? And it's that it, that nothing will happen. Nothing will change. And that's just discouragement. And discouragement will just get a hold of you. And it'll just keep you from seeking help. Absolutely. So what would you say to a wife that, you know, what would you say to somebody saying that there may not be a change? I mean, what would you say to somebody well, I think it's probably hard to hear, so I would offer to folks to kind of brace themselves before I say what I'm going to say, which is there are no guarantees. There aren't a there is no guarantee that if you go to a spouse or if a spouse goes to their own partner and says, you know, I need you to stop this. It bothers me. It hurts me. There is no guarantee that they're going to see it. Sure. And so we have to be careful not to hang our disappointments on that guarantee because there really isn't a guarantee. There isn't a guarantee that even a spouse will change other things. You know, we've worked with couples long enough to know there's some couples who say, well, I wish he didn't smoke or I wish she didn't overeat or I wish whatever that fill in the blank is. I wish we went to church more. I wish she was more attentive to the kids. I wish he was better with the, with his son or with our son. You know, sometimes disappointments come in and they say, I should be able to make this person see what I want them to see. And I just have to offer to you the very first thing that is important to try and just grasp is there's not a guarantee that he will change or that she will change. But the more important thing is, is can I get help for me? What is the Lord going to show me in this process, even if she or he doesn't change? There is no guarantee. But what is God going to do in my heart? Because, you know, it's uh, it's an amazing journey when you realize you don't really have a lot of control over the person you live with. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's trying to make someone change a pattern, whether it's trying to make somebody cook more or, or or mow the yard more or whatever it is. You, you don't really have a lot of control. You can go and try to ask someone to do something, but if they really don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. That's right. And that's when you go to the Lord and you say, okay, what do you have for me in this? And that's why it's so important for a spouse to say, I need help even if 
my spouse isn't going to get help. Exactly. I need to get somewhere to talk to somebody, to walk through this, to go, join a group, to to come to a retreat, something, because I need help to understand where God is in this, even if he or she isn't interested in stopping. Exactly. Well, and I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, and we are Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We would invite you to call in if you have any questions or just would like to talk with us about the topic tonight. It's 210-340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-5757. I'd like to talk a little bit before we end for tonight about just the absolute devastation that porn has, the effects of porn in a family. Um, because I really want, you know, I, I, there's some recent statistics out there that that the numbers are pretty high. It's something like 70% of men have struggled with porn and something like 40% of women have struggled. And do you porn. have any idea of what the percentages of teens would be as well? Because would, that's a big problem as yes, well. Yes, I would suspect it's higher. I don't have those numbers, but I can tell you that the way that our culture is moving Teens are being bombarded every day that pornography is okay. Well, and yeah, and just from the calls that we get at at our office, I mean, it just shows the numbers are increasing and the pressure, the sexual pressure and, and all of that is just increasing. That's absolutely right. And I think it's important to know, I mean, as much as technology has been a friend to us, it's also been a devastation to families. And so now most families have a porn shop sitting right in the middle of their living room. And and for those of you out there who may be listening who are thinking, well, you know what, my kids are in good Christian schools and we go to church and we do all these things, it's important to know that we get a lot of calls from good Christian parents who have good Christian kids who already go to the good Christian schools and yet they find porn on their child's computer. Or phone. Or phone. Or they find porn on their husband's computer or their wife's computer. And sometimes for a wife, it's not exactly, their porn may be slightly different. Sometimes it's not always looking at pictures. Sometimes it is, as you said earlier, more talk, more discussion, more sexting, as they would call it. You know, as you get involved in a chat room and you begin to talk to men or or, or share things that you shouldn't be sharing. And then before you know it, you get into these uh, discussions about sex, and that too is just as damaging because anytime you're sharing intimate things with someone else that, excuse me, that's not your your spouse, then you've opened a door for the enemy to divide your marriage. And so I really just want to offer to folks: it's important to understand to have open communication with your children and with one another. It's okay to talk about it. You know, uh, I think it's, for anyone listening out there who may have this problem, it's important to say, you know what, I don't have to keep defending myself. I may not know how to, to change it. I may have tried all my life. You know, most of the folks we work with, pornography entered their life at a very early age. And so maybe you're you're a, a person sitting out there who says, you know what, I found porn at 9 or 10 years old. And I found masturbation shortly thereafter. And so I've pretty much done it all my life. And what do I do with that? Well, the first thing I would offer to you is that acknowledging that you don't know what to do with it is the first step. And then saying, you know what? I'm not a bad person because I do it. I'm a broken person because I do it. And I want to get freedom. Most of the time where we go first is, is, hey, it's me. It's what I do. Don't, don't try to change me. Just accept who I am. But the problem with that is, is that if you really look at your heart, you're finding that it's changed your own heart, that it's caused a lot of shame to enter your own heart. There's, it's a terrible feeling when you can't control something that's taken over your life. And, and I can almost guarantee you there's somebody sitting out there that's saying, you know what? I've told myself a hundred times I'm going to stop and I never do stop. I can't stop. And so that's when you have to say you got a problem. 
pornography is an addictive thing. It takes over. It's in its rare, in its true form, it's idolatry. It's worshiping an image. And God has, has warned us against that from the very beginning. Because idolatry takes over and it allows us to worship the image, the created, rather than the creator. So I hope that people are understanding just the devastation of what porn can do. Well, and it's just a cycle. I mean, you go, you go and you start looking at pornography or somehow it meets an emotional need. And so it meets that emotional need and then you feel, you feel horrible and you start, you, you bash yourself about it and you say, I'm not going to ever do that again. But then you start, you need that emotional charge again or you need that to meet your emotional needs again. And it's just a cycle. You would just continue going through that. Absolutely. And the true lie there is, is that some, most of the time when you're struggling in that, you're telling yourself, I'm just a bad person and I can't stop. You either have one lie that says, you know what, it's okay, it's not a big deal, it's what I do, so I've asked my spouse to enter it into our marriage, and so we watch porn together, and that's okay because it spices up our marriage, or maybe I just use it to relax, and it's what I've always done. That's one lie. Or the other lie is, is that, you know what, I'm a bad person, I'm not a good Christian, maybe God doesn't even know me, maybe I'm not really even saved because this thing, I can't get it out of my life. And I want to speak to that right now, that those people are both lying to themselves. On the one hand, I can promise you, if you're telling yourself that it's no big deal, try stopping. Try giving it up for a a month. Try saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I can promise you, you'll find that it's something that's taken over your life and that you use for all the wrong reasons. But I also want to talk to that Christian guy sitting out there or that, or that Christian girl sitting out there saying, you know what, I'm just bad. I'm just, I'm not able. I'm weak. I, I must not have the Holy Spirit in me. And I offer to folks that that isn't truth. Habitual sin doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't in us. It means there's a broken place that still hasn't been healed. And so we don't look at porn use as shame on you, you're bad. We look at porn use as you're broken, you need healing, and God can set you free. And so if somebody's thinking, you know, I don't know what to do, I've just always done this, and I'm just a bad person, and they hang their head in shame, that shame cycle will only cause it to happen again. Because the crazy place of shame is shame says you're bad for doing it. And so then you hang your head for, for, for looking at porn. And then just when you start to feel better, sin comes in and says, do it again. And then you're shamed because you even have the feeling. And then you don't know how to stop it. So you give into it again. And so now you're right back in the place of being a bad person again. Because, look, you just don't know how to stop this. And the crazy thing is, is that doesn't help. Telling yourself how bad you are, telling yourself what a failure you are, that doesn't take the sin away. That just encourages it because then we start to feel bad about ourselves. We feel depressed or we feel isolated or lonely. And guess what? We want to go to porn all the more at that point. Mm -hmm. And because that's where we get some relief from our own feelings, from our own inability to see who we really are in Christ. Right. And that's that cycle. Absolutely. Well, again, we are healing hidden wounds, and I was just wanting you to share with folks uh, about the the Fervent Warrior Retreat that's going to be coming up in January. Yes, we're having a Fervent Warrior Men's Retreat. It's a men's retreat for men who want to be impassioned by the love of Christ, and it is for men who struggle in all areas of brokenness. Maybe you struggle with pornography. Maybe you struggle with other things, with relationship issues. Maybe you can't seem to find uh, the relationship with Christ you're looking for. We would love to have you come out. Uh, you're welcome to, to look at the website at www. ShadowofHisWingsMinistry.com. There's some information about registration for the Fervent Warrior Men's Retreat. And uh, it's just a great time. It's uh, We do these retreats because it's important for us, for the captives to be set free. And um, I think it's important also because 
We want to live more impassioned lives for Christ. You know, Jesus came that we might have life and live it abundantly. And pornography, habitual sin, hurts, brokenness, those things that we can't seem to get rid of in our life, that's not God's best. It's not what God has for us. And so he wants to set us free. And so that's the important place to go. Uh, we hope that you have uh, gotten some, some nuggets of wisdom tonight. We hope that God has filled your heart with some hope if you've been struggling. We hope if you're a spouse out there that you also have found some some uh, joy, that there is a an end to this journey and that God wants to meet you right where you're at. We also want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, this coming Thursday, of course, is Thanksgiving and and we're just grateful for be, to be able to share, to be here. And we are grateful to God for his, his blessing. He has met us in our brokenness. He's met us in our weaknesses. And he has proven to be faithful. And so I, we just thank you for letting us uh, join you tonight. Uh, Shay, you had something you want to say? I was just going to say, and you can visit us at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. May you have a blessed Thanksgiving, and may God show you great things in the week to come. And join us. We'll still be here next Sunday, so join us when we come back. And I'm sure we'll have something new to talk about. Bless you, and have a good night. Now let him reign my life and my heart. Love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.